This is the 99 Black Podcast. I'm dealing with. I am. I'm dealing with what we got. I'm impressed. I got the most light skinned guy, <laughs> with the dark. I mean, with the brightest red beard that you could ever have. Yeah. There, there's no hope. <laughs> Anyways, Cassie, just I guess when you go down the stairs, just try not <laughs> to fall and like. But. Yes. Be careful. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're a blessing. That was frustrating. Uh, I, we need a camera person. But anyways, I think we're recording. Yep. Okay. Uh, Connor, hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> now that that feels uh, yeah, good. Um, I'm just going to leave all that in because that was... Okay. That's the daily struggle. <laughs> That's every time because we have these cameras that are not great. Yeah, I mean, uh, to reveal the magic, it's literally an iPhone 13. I don't even think it's that. Wow. I don't even think it's that. Yeah. I think one's a 10 or, or 11. They might both be 11s. Cool. Yeah. We're struggling over here. Yeah. So if any of our listeners want to bless us with uh, um, a camera. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I have not seen you. It's been a while. What, I mean, obviously we, we recorded ahead of time. The last time you saw me was, well, my, you know, was before the end of the month. Of September before your my beautiful surgery, baby girl before your transition yeah before <laughs> they they fix my nose <laughs> can you hear yourself good yeah okay because I was adjusting the uh, headphones earlier yeah. Cassie was Cassie was sitting in your spot and she was mocking you oh really yeah what kind of uh, um I think she said something like I'm Connor and then I don't remember what I don't know. she I probably she... it's probably some insult that I've like said before hmm. that's solid. I mean, that's what family does. Yeah, that is Insults. what family does. But, dude, no, seriously, I have not seen you in two weeks. Two weeks. Um, That's because you had a baby. Or yeah. you didn't. No, I did not. Because men can't have babies. That is a fact. <clears throat> Contrary to popular belief. Yeah. Cultural yeah. belief. Yeah, and honestly, like, I don't want to be the one to do it. Cause it no. I, it's, whew, that's heavy. There's this whole thing about, you know, women wanting the roles of men. Men wanting the roles of women. No, sir. Why? No. If you have to pick, I'm going to go to work, or I'm going to have, physically have babies and Dude, raise them. I'm a ginger. Stay at home. And I'd be laying roof in July in the middle of South Carolina heat yeah. before I went into... Now, if I had to, that was what... I would hate to be the <laughs> customer <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> you being my roof and <laughs> having to just stare at the... <laughs> 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 the orange glow yeah. is that yeah. trump up there yeah <laughs> yeah but like i would go through that it's it's crazy and shout out to my wife she's a trooper she uh she did really really well yeah and so now you got two girls i have two daughters yeah it's crazy girl dads i mean girl dads we, rule man if anybody wants to know what discipleship look like looks like i have two daughters yeah. And then 10 years later, essentially, I disciple this man, and he has two daughters. Yeah. And that is what you call discipleship. Yeah, it's super funny because when, uh, like we said it in our, well, I think one of our first episodes was that, you know, you were like, come hang out. And I was like this dirty, wretched guy that like was trying to find 
Christ. And uh, you're like, come hang out. And, uh, oh, yeah, my daughters are having tea time, you know, like imaginary tea time in the backyard. And I just remember being, like, so scared, right? Like, oh, my gosh, like, these little fragile girls are, like, you know, looking at me. And they're like, do you want to play? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, just so, like, so scared. What are these? Yeah, like like children, they're delicate, and then being girls. And um, then if you would have told me that I was going to have two daughters, like, you know, I would have said, you're crazy. Uh, I don't know how I thought I had any control in that whatsoever, but yeah, I was yeah. like, you're crazy. And now seeing how God likes to uh, line things up, uh, I think it really did prepare me. Yeah, um, you know, and I wanted to talk to you about this. And this is a topic that I think of a lot. Move my microphone in a little bit. This is a topic I think of a lot about being a dad. Yeah. And I know we've been in the Sermon on the Mount, and I think we have one more, one more little section of it that we'll we'll get to at some point. So hold on tight. If you if you were if you were anxiously waiting on that portion, yeah. uh, we'll get to it. But today, fresh on your mind, you had you had just had your second little girl, mm-hmm. and one of the things that happened to me when I had children was my relationship with God changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say it's, like, better than anyone else. Yeah. But it, my perspective on my relationship with God shifted. Yeah. Because uh, I realized, like, what the relationship between a child and a father is. And... I'm interested interested to hear what you have like what's that experience been like fresh out the pot yeah. with another child but like you know what's yeah. that been like and I have some thoughts too but what's it been like becoming a dad and how has that affected your relationship with God like mm-hmm. what did did it change anything yeah um yeah it absolutely changed everything uh so my first daughter's two right and so when she was born, um, like I, I, I believed in Christ, right, and uh, like I believed in God, and I, and I was a Christian, right, professing Christian, and I, I believe possession of faith, right, um, and they, you know the Bible says that like all of creation points to uh, God, right, yeah. and there's that there's the Romans one, tw- yeah, one twenty, and then um, you know you you hear the famous scripture like he. I knitted you together in your mother's womb, right? And so we had, with our first daughter, we had uh, we had a little bit of complications, and we had to go into an emergency um, C-section, yeah. and uh, that was heavy, right? Um, so, like, there's just all these emotions, all this craziness. I'm, like, I'm praying to God, pleading, like, please, like, just don't. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, su- super scary. I mean, like, I think that was the mo- the one of the, yeah, that was probably one of the most times I was, very vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, God, like, I'm putting my faith and trust in you. Like, please don't let me lose both women that are the most yeah. important to me in my life. Um, and we kind of take that for granted yeah. with our, like, medical system or whatever, you know, the healthcare system where it's a high rate of success when yeah. it comes to childbirth. But, like, it's a it's a kind of a dangerous game. Yeah, that was, I mean, the, yeah, it was. Uh, and you don't realize how dangerous <laughs> it is until you're right there experiencing, like, oh, man, something yeah. could go right. And it has gone awry for, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, all this craziness has happened. And then um, my daughter comes into this world, takes her first breath, 
cry, uh, you know, does her cry and, and screams. And, and then, um, you know, my wife is the kind of going through what she's going through. And next thing you know, the doctor plops this baby in my hands and it was just, I mean, I'm not one to have, a an emotion, uh, like emotional experience. I'm very, uh, I'm very logical. I like to, um, I'm not really in touch with my emotions, so to speak. So like, I don't have these like surreal moments. Yeah. And dude, like that was like a rush of, uh, like calmness. Did you cry? Oh, cry. Like you cry. I, I didn't cry. I was like, Oh dude. I was just like, yeah, let's go. So you could not, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was all over the place crying. With my first daughter, my second daughter, I, you know, I didn't cry as much. I, I did get teary-eyed, um, just like in rejoicing. It's okay. Hey, <laughs> it's okay to cry. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to cry. <laughs> but so, yeah, like, um, this baby's in my hands, and she's, that was it. Like, and I just remember, like, this rush of, like, emotions. I'm crying, calmness, and it just, like, for me, as a believer, in Christ, right? As a Christian, it confirmed and clear and like gave clarity to a lot of things for mm-hmm. me. One thing for f- sure, the first was uh, there is a divine creator that is in- intentional and consistent. Yeah, look a l- look at the design of humanity. Yeah, and then you get to see it firsthand, like you know, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, my own one. blood, and then. The baby comes out looking like an alien, yeah. but then eventually they're like, this child looks like me yeah, or like, looks like my wife or whatever. And it's just kind of amazing. Yeah. Like the fact that the almighty creator would allow a like scumbag like me Amen. to, Are, to, I mean, <laughs> to par- like to partake in the process of bringing forth one of his creations yeah. blows my mind. Right. I, don't, I, I can't express it into words. It's just amazing, right? So it really confirmed that there's a, a an intentional, intentional, consistent, divine creator, right? Which is God, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, it was like, all right, buddy boy, like, time to man up. And, and you know, I see, like, it, I confirm God's true and consistent and, and, and faithful. And it's like, I know the only chance, the only sliver of being a good father, of being a good, like, like any hope I have for this child, I'm going to submit to God. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I mean, that was my daughter's too. So yeah, like I'm not, so a that sp- was the practice round. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was right. So, but like that just, I mean, that was when I dug my heels in and I'm like, I'm tired of, uh, to stop, um, goofing around, stop playing, uh, taking, reading my Bible for granted and, and fellowship, all these things, like don't take God for granted. Right. That was my, that was my thing. Yeah. Um, what One thing I realized it was just the, the relationship between me and this child, like how much I loved mm. Emery when she was born and, and then Raina, how much I loved them. Yeah. And to see like, if God, if God loves me, like my love is, is human it's flawed it's a flawed love Mm -hmm. if god loves me like even anywhere close to that it's amazing yeah right oh yeah and and we can't even understand the extent of god's love so like i see that for my kids i would die i would sacrifice myself for them right right and you don't really know that type of relationship until you have children and so one thing that people want to know like as christians as we talk about you know, being different. 
I think we're in a time where, you know, I don't have enough money to have kids. We're talking about a married, we're talking about a married Christian yeah. home in this scenario. Like this is what God wants. And he like, you know, maybe we should wait five or six years to have kids, um, things like that. And I really don't think you should. Um, I think, yeah, I, I did not want to have kids, uh, really early. Uh, we were married for two years and then we, um, got pregnant not long after that. But Cassie was like really wanting to have a child. And I was like, ah, I can wait a while. Now I look back, I'm like, I'm glad we did. Now it is good to enjoy, especially like we had dated a long time because we were high school sweethearts yeah. essentially. And, uh, we knew each other really well, right? Mm-hmm. But it was good to be married for a year or two and really, like, you know, kind of get used to maybe some things that were that people struggle with in years of marriage. Like, I felt like it was flawless for us, but some people, like, have, oh. it's a learn. Like, you said it's like a learn, kind of a learning curve. Oh, it's a huge learning curve. And so, you know, you get that little learning curve time, but then have some kids. Yeah. Like, it glorifies God. I wanted to... um Find this first, but any any thoughts on that? While no, yeah, first? I mean, I, I think I, I I think it might be the same verse, but it says that like kids are a blessing yeah. from God, That's right? The, and for. they're not to be sought at, at or uh, to look to be looked at as a burden. Psalm, right? Psalms, um, Psalm one twenty seven, uh, where's that? Verse uh, three: Children are a gift from the Lord; they are a reward from Him. Mm-hmm. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand how joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them Mm -hmm. they like i think about that i am joyful yeah i'm joyful to have these kids and i pray over them all the time yeah and uh yeah so having kids is great so i guess the question that people like if you're young married couple like should we have kids yes yes yeah i mean like and that's the thing is like it's a gift from god don't take it for granted uh, it's it's easy to say you don't want kids until you want to try to have a child, and then you have complications in that area. I know you love your dog or you love your cat, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "That's my baby," and and I get it. Like yeah, I sure. I love my dogs, and before I had kids, we loved our dog and was like, "Oh man, best pup in the world," you know. It it's not the same. Not I know same. I know people will think it's the same. I'm not. I'm going to try not to pick on people like yeah. that because I really want them to know. Uh, I don't want to like joke about it and then them not get the point that like yeah. it's not the same. It's so much better. Yeah. It's so much better than you can ever imagine, but it's also so much harder than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. So speak to that a little bit. Well, um, so another thing when I said that it clarified or it gave clarity to a lot of things was, um, like you know in Hebrews what it was talking about with um like moving on from the milk to the meat, right? So like your spiritual uh, infancy to spiritual adolescence, right? Because like if you don't know, if you don't have kids, like babies drink milk. Yeah, babies drink milk. So And they don't eat steak. Yeah, so like my, <laughs> like, so here's the thing. Like my wife um, breastfeeds, right? And so right now my child, every hour I'm on the hour. imagining her face as she listens to this. <laughs> yeah, but like so like – like my child every hour on the hour is dependent on my wife yeah. um, mm-hmm. to be her source of food. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I remember like it kind of revealed to me how like I, as a newborn Christian, right. Like I was, I was a new creation, this, this spiritual infant 
how like I needed the word of God. I needed um, constantly, constantly. You need the constant reminder. Yes, because like, because of your infantile spirituality, like you're such as a, a baby in the faith. Yeah, that you need the constant. Yeah, milk like yeah. we're talking about, and it might not be have the most depth. Yeah, right, because that's what we talk about the meat stuff. Yeah, so you might not have the most depth, but like you need that constant. Eventually, you should get to the point. Yeah, that. You're, you're hungry for more. Yeah, and so, like, when we started with my two-year-old, we moved her to, like, you know, semi-solid. You, you know, you got the mush, and then you got the semi-solids, and now, and now you, you know, she's on solid foods, and it was, like, a process, right? And so it mirrored to me a lot of, like, you know, how to handle new Christians because, like, they're on the milk, and, like, you know, as I've become more mature in my faith, I'm on the meat. Like, I didn't go shove a chicken nugget in my kid's mouth uh, as we were trying to move her from the milk to meat, right? We, we were we were slowly bite-sized pieces. It was a process, right? What's interesting about that, you know, that's from Scripture, mm-hmm. but uh, that analogy is that, like, I still drink milk yeah. today, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's not where I get my sustenance from. Yeah. And I kind of... I mean, this is just a thought that I had. You can tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Is just as new believers need that constant, you know, things that aren't so super deep, like this yeah. super deep theology, that you also need you need that deep theology at some point in your yeah. in your walk with Christ. You have to have it. Yeah. But you also need that milk, like you need that constant the the more basic things. Yeah. We need to constantly be reminded of uh, Jesus's sacrifice, yeah. like the importance of prayer, uh, what communion is, and like partaking that baptism. Like we need to, there are deeper yeah. like sides of those topics, but the reminder of the basic thing, the gospel, yeah, like that's the milk, right? That's just the basic of the basic. Mm-hmm. But I still need that all the time. So like in the same way that I'll have steak, burgers, all that stuff, but I'll also I drink milk. It's like yeah. that with your faith, like you. You will desire, like, I can't live off of milk. Yeah. That's what it's saying, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and but I was, need it. Yeah, you need it. And the thing, well, other thing was, is that, like, it was a it was a, a challenge to my kid, right? Like, she didn't want to move to solid food. She wanted mm. to stay on the milk, That's right? a good point. And so, you know, there was times where I had to, it was a little uncomfortable, and I had to challenge her and be like, yeah. you know, we, you know that's that milk is there, and that's great, and, like, that will always be there. But, like, you need to move on to the, the to the to the well i think there's something solid, so. i think there's something to be said about the more mature yep. that's you as the parent right mm-hmm. the more mature person saying to the less mature the new to the faith or in this case a baby yeah like hey it's time to like you need to know that hey this stuff is good but this stuff is more like you need to do this to really survive For your development For your development <laughs> yeah, yeah your brain and everything and in the analogy with our relationship with Christ, hey, I'm I might be a little further along in my faith. I'm not yeah. better than you, but I might have experienced some things. I can point to you. Hey, I know like that's what you've been in, but don't be afraid to challenge yourself. You know, to grow deeper in your yeah. faith. And I, I think the analogy applies the same way. Absolutely. And then the the last thing was is um, you you mentioned love um, but the fact of like discipline right um 
that was a another thing that got real cleared up to me with my you know obviously my second is a, a you know a couple of weeks old so spank we're, we're that <laughs> child that child has been bad but my my 2 year old um she's in that phase right now where um she's challenging a lot of things and there's discipline that has to come in um uncle wesley going to come <laughs> over and just crush yeah uncle wes it's just like <laughs> uncle connor with your kids yeah, but yeah. uh so you know the I love my daughter, right? Um, I love her so much. We just talked about how we would sacrifice our love, our lives for our kids, right? Um, but that doesn't mean I can just let her go rampant and, and haywire, right? Because you love her. Because I love yeah. her, right? So um, what that, like that discipline and how that goes about and like how to approach it with her at like, you know, a year old, to two years old to, you know, she's like almost two and a half, you know, like those different stages of like discipline, it kind of really mirrored to me on how my discipline and my faith and also like the discipline from those, like we said, we're more mature in the faith, how that should not be rejected, but welcome because like, many a times when you called me out on things I didn't like it I didn't I wasn't fond of it it made it was uncomfortable it challenged me but now like I look back and I'm like oh that was out of love Mm -hmm. right um you know that's the same thing with my daughter like there's times where I'm doing things now that she just doesn't really like like I'm just saying like hey like we can't do this and there's a reason for it and so on and so forth but I'm hoping because like years down the road, as she matures, she's going to look back and be like, oh, like my dad loved me. He cared about me. I can't let you just eat snacks, gummy snacks all day, girl. Like you yeah. got to you got to have nutrition because I love you. But like right the gummy now, snacks do be slapping. Yeah, they do. slap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, when she's at nap time, I'm definitely munching on them. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that was another thing that really kind of mirror like revealed a lot of stuff to me was like you know like spiritual discipline um is nine times out of ten uh if you if you know this person right and you and not just random guy yeah not not like somebody holding a picket sign yelling at me but i'm talking about somebody that like you've allowed to have that um authority in your life it's nine times out of ten it's going to be out of love well there's also something to be said about the expectation that you have for your kid mm-hmm. based on their age and their knowledge. Yep. And so if if we're making, I feel like we're making a lot of comparisons here between parenthood and how we walk with our brothers and sisters in Christ um, is to say that, like, my expectation of you, mm-hmm. I might come down on you a little bit harder because you know more. Yep. And there's a higher expectation. Someone that's newer to the faith doesn't know as much. Maybe Maybe they've been in the faith for a couple of years, but they just like haven't been discipled and they just really genuinely don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And you come at them, just beat them over the head with everything they're doing wrong. Sometimes you just sit down and like assess like, Hey, what you, where are you at in your walk with Christ? Yeah. And then your expectation can be set, mm-hmm. uh, like for both of you and you can help them be accountable. Cause that ultimately that's the goal. Right. So, 
we hold each other accountable, like all all of us across the faith. Yeah. We should be able to speak into each other's life, not in a patronizing way, but in a way to like call call us to repentance yeah. and just make us more like Christ and to spur on each other, right? Yeah. So with your kid, they're two years old, your expectation is different than me and my ten year old. Yeah. And I treat my ten year old a certain way and I don't use the same tactics that I used with her when she was two because there's a level of comprehension that she has now. And it's very neat for me as a dad to be at this point with a 10 year old yeah, and be able to sit down and like actually have a discussion on why do you think that's bad? Or like, why do you think that's good? Yeah. Where you can't do that with a yeah. two year old because you're like, I, I, when they're just like that, you're like, I just need you to listen and you're not going to like it, and I'm not going to explain it to you because you won't understand it if I did. Yeah. And you just have to show a lot more grace because they just don't know, and they're just going to sin because that's what <laughs> little yeah. kids do. If you ever wondered about yeah. sin nature, like it's evident in children as as loving as they are they're, yeah. because they have the they have God's image imprinted on them. Yep. Um, they're made in God's image. But they also are born with a sinful nature, and it is evident in their actions, right? Yeah. Their selfishness and things like that. And so you just have to treat them, yeah. treat them differently, and the expectation is different. Where you can't sit down with a two-year-old, you can't sit down with a new believer, and talk to them the same way I'm talking to you yeah. right now. Because first of all, they're gonna like not like you because <laughs> you're treating them unfairly, honestly. Yeah. You're now holding- you can teach like you're gonna teach Nora that stealing is wrong. Yeah. Right, and if she takes something, you say, "Oh no, don't!" Like we don't do that. Yeah. And, but if my ten-year-old, I see them steal something, I'm like, "Oh, like it's going down," because you know not yeah. to do that, right? The the response is different based on the maturity of who you're talking to. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I think the last thing, really, um, just because this came to mind, but um, you know, I had someone tell me uh, the influence of a father in a household, right? And Which is declining uh, exponentially in America. Yeah, like, like not to be taken. Fatherless like, homes is probably it is probably the biggest problem that this country has. Because yeah. I remember, like, um, like you know, having as you're trying to navigate raising a child and everything, and I'm like, man, this is really really hard. Um, and someone looked at me and was like, "You got to keep going, right?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, like, well." And they're like, because if you don't and you leave, you are putting your child at every statistical dis- disadvantage possible, right? Um, and even you being in the household can have a positive or a negative effect on your child, right? So, like, you need to take that role seriously. Um, it's probably you that said that, but. And uh, <laughs> so. Um, that was something look at my journal. So that that was something that like really spoke to me on um the involvement of like God in my life, right? My father, my heavenly mm-hmm. father, right? And so with Nora, my my two year old, I love her to death, she is right now, she is figuring out her her life. And I can definitely say this is kind of how it goes because this is seeing your kids mm-hmm. in, a, in an older age bracket. Um, 
you know, at first they didn't mirror you at all. They were screaming and crying, you know, just kind of vulnerable and things like that. Uh, But as they've gotten older, they're starting to mirror you, right? Um, And people comment on it. Yeah, people comment on the time. Not always positively. Yeah, and they're (laughs) they're becoming more like you by your involvement in their life, right? Um, That is the same thing with God, like my heavenly Father for me. I'm not going to become more like Christ if he's not involved in my life, Mm. right? Right, yeah. Like, I have to focus on God daily so I will conform to Christ, right? Um, Just as much as I am going to be involved in my kid's life and they will start to mirror me, right? Uh, So it really painted this imagery of like, I can't say I'm striving or pursuing to be Christ-like if I don't have um, this this standard, this what like God, I don't God's not involved in my life. Like just to simply play point it, if I'm not talking to God daily, if I'm not praying, if I'm not reading His Word, if I'm not pursuing Him actively, then how can I mirror Him? I don't even know Him, right? And so that that was a the last thing that really struck a chord with me. On you know, not only do I know, I like what God calls me to be as a husband and as a father is the most perfect best thing bet for my child. Right. But also it told like revealed to me that God needs to be a top priority in my life. You hear it all the time, especially in like marriage counseling and things like that. Like God's first, then your spouse, then your children. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, it really emphasized on that putting God first, because if I'm pursuing God, my heavenly father, and I become more Christ-like, then my daughter, my daughter inherently will take the qualities, take, like, she'll start to mirror Mm -hmm. Christ as well, right? It's kind of like when Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Have you ever seen that meme where it's like, has like Mm Spider-Man and it's like, me, you know, what I'm talking about like where the next guy's like dressed up like Spider Man, yeah. and it's like Paul is like the really good one, and like you're like dressed up like some ghetto <laughs> goodwill, yeah. goodwill Spider Man. Yeah. It's kind of like that, yeah. So, like, that was another thing is like, I don't want my daughter to, I mean, like, I like I could toot my own horn and say, like, I'm not a bad guy or whatever, but like, to the a, a worldly standard, I'm, I'm probably pretty good, yeah. but to a uh, to a godly standard, my flesh will never ever yeah. be capable of anything your so. failures are always on display as a parent too. yeah and that's the thing so if i'm that's if the one I, thing that we don't that's one thing we don't have in common with god <laughs> yeah like our failures are on display and it shows that we are children of god yeah yeah absolutely so that was the thing man if i pursue christ then like in my child i know my child is inherently going to mirror me then i'd rather them mirror christ so like that was a, a, a big one for yeah me. so one last question yeah should should we have kids? Should Christians have kids? Yeah. So, like, um, this was actually a topic that me and my wife, when we were dating, um, like, kind of talked about it. And, like, my, uh, at the time, my wife was not so keen on having kids. And I was like, that's a problem. And, like, and we went through this whole thing. 
Um, I think, um, just based off of what Scripture says, I think if you are a believer, um, like, we should have kids, right? Yeah. Um, and that is something that... Be fruitful and multiply, be baby. Be fruitful and multiply. And I think if you don't want kids and you're a believer, um, that I I would say do a self-check. Read about yeah. it. Like, see what the word says about it and see what conclusion you come to. Um, but as for me, uh, confidently, I would say that I think believers should have kids. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the most fun way to make disciples. Yeah. And it glorifies God. Right. Like that would be enough said. I mean, like, I always say this and we'll kind of wrap up with this. Like the one we always talk about discipleship, making disciples. We've talked about how discipled you and everything like that. But the most important disciples to me in this world are my two little girls and even my wife. Amen. And I want to disciple them. And if I go my whole life and I never mentor or disciple anyone else to Christ, but I led my children to Christ. Amen. I have done the job that needs to be done and I will die content, happy, joyful, knowing that I did that. Yeah. That would be the greatest blessing of my life. Yeah. So you should have kids. Yeah. And not to mention if you're married, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. <laughs> the process of bringing them forth is even uh, better. It's not too bad. Yeah. Children are a blessing. Don't, don't forget that. And here's, here's an idea. This is, I just yeah. thought of this. Go for it. For every child that you want to have, you should share this episode with there that many people. <laughs> yeah. So let's say, I want to have three children. You share this episode with three people. Yeah. But if you're like, I don't want any children, that means you share it with five people. <laughs> okay? Perfect. So either way, you have to share this episode. So Absolutely. that was a lot of fun. I was really glad that we could talk about this because... It's something that is really fresh yeah. on your mind and something that I thank God for every day that I got. I have a family. Absolutely. And uh, they, I always pray that God protects them and ultimately that I lead them well and that they have powerful ministries and powerful testimonies of God's goodness in their life. Amen. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you in the next episode where we're equipping you to be the black sheep of culture. See you next week.